This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 109. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 109. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, Shameless Moms, or should I say aloha? No, actually, I shouldn't say aloha because I'm back from Hawaii. And that dream is like done and over with, and now I'm sick. (laughs) So I have a fever, I have a cough, but as long as I have a little Advil under in me, it's all manageable. So this is how vacation works, right? You go on vacation with kids and you don't really rest at all. So then you get sick as soon as you get home. And in my case, I have to get on a two-leg trip to Asia tomorrow, which will be 17 hours of travel combined, two flights. So one is 11 hours, I think, and one is four hours with like an hour in between or something. I don't know. It's it's a lot of flying. So I'm hoping to kick this sickness quickly. And so I'm taking all sorts of supplements and a little bit of Advil to get through my day and I'm prioritizing. So here's the thing. When your body's telling you to slow down, you have to listen to it. But in some cases, you can't just stop everything. So like this recording has to get done today because it's my only chance to record before I leave. But there's other things that don't have to get done today. So they're just not going to happen. So like I might not do my kids laundry before I leave because you know what? My husband can do the laundry for him. So I'm definitely prioritizing how I exert myself in my last 24 hours at home. So there's that. I am listening to my body as I always preach. I'm just being careful about the things I am saying yes to and the things that I'm saying no to. But I'm 
saying yes to you guys, because this is a high priority item for me. And oh my gosh, I should tell you, this is my first time recording since we wrapped up February. February was our biggest month of downloads, again, beating out January, which was our previous biggest month. So like, I got to keep the ball rolling. I'm excited about this. And I'm so constantly grateful for this community and everything that's going on in the Shameless Mom Academy. And that's actually why I'm going to Asia tomorrow. I'm going to the Philippines for an event called Tropical Think Tank, where I will be with other entrepreneurs who have online businesses, and many of them have podcasts. And I'm going to be learning just what these amazing people are doing and how they are really bringing their dreams to life as they build different business ventures and kind of decide to you know, shift their destiny in different directions. So I'm very, very excited about that. And I just want you to know that that's a big part of the trip tomorrow is about the podcast and about the Shameless Mom Academy and about what I want to have happen in the next year or so with the Shameless Mom Academy. I want it to be bigger than just a little podcast. And it ain't no little podcast anymore. It's kind of a big deal thanks to you guys. So I really, really appreciate you listening and tuning in and sharing the love and writing reviews. And every time you do that, every time you share this with another mom, every time you write a review, every time you give me feedback, all those things help this grow. And they help me find new, bigger and better ways to just continue to improve upon what I'm delivering to you on a regular basis, which makes delivering awesome things to you, such a no brainer. Like this was definitely not the thing that was going to get canceled on my schedule today because this is the fun thing that I really love to do. There's some other things that got canceled because they're not so fun. They're not so awesome and they don't serve my current goals or they don't serve my needs right now. So I'm happy to be here doing this with you. Okay. So what I want to talk about today, Hawaii, we were there for seven days with eight children, there was five families. So five families with eight kids, all of the kids were ages four and under. So five and all boys, by the way. So we have five little boys who are about four and a half. And then we have three little boys who are hovering right around the two year mark. So one of them turned two while we were there. One is a little over two, he's two and a half. And then one will be two, about two months. So we have two year olds and four year olds and lots of them, which is a really fun way to hang out with friends. So I want to say part of the benefit of doing a group vacation like this is that you have people to entertain your kids. So there's this camaraderie because you're just this like huge roaming community. So there's this camaraderie in that. So, you know, when I vacation just with my husband and my one child, it's like, if he wants to build a sandcastle, it's just us building the sandcastle. Well, when you travel with five families, if someone wants to build a sandcastle, all the kids can go build a sandcastle and the parents can just sit on the beach and watch and maybe have a drink. So there's a lot of benefits to traveling with other families. And we have just had such a great time doing this the last two years. So last year we went with the same group to Mexico. And then this year we were in Hawaii. So last year, the kids were like three and one. The older kids were three, the younger kids were one. And again, it was five families. And last year, everyone got super sick. There was this crazy flu that like ravaged the town we were in, Sayulita. And so everyone at some point in our trip, or almost everyone, got the flu at some point. And some people had it almost the entire trip. The great thing about that, not that it was great, but the great thing about getting sick on vacation with all these families is that we could all help each other. So like the day that I was puking all day and all night, someone else was watching my child the whole time. And I did not have to worry at all about what was going on with him because I knew it was basically like, and I talked about this last year, it was like sister wives in real life. It was amazing. And we would literally at that point last year, we were staying in three different houses in this little villa 
And we would literally get up in the morning and everyone would go out to their little porches and be like, okay, like who's barfing today? And we would just take count and be like, okay, so here's who's in bed. Here's who's on the kids. Like, let's go. And it worked out really, really well. So this year we knew, and we all have good memories of last year, even though we were all sick, we all have good memories of last year being a great vacation. So we were like, you know what? This year can only be better, right? Because hopefully we aren't all going to be barfing. And it was, this year was much better on the illness front. We weren't sick. No one got sick the whole trip, aside from the kids having like little coughs and runny noses and those kinds of typical kid things. So that was so great. But we all still, we were able to rely on each other. So what I love about having multiple families on a vacation is that you can tag team with each other. You aren't solely responsible for entertaining your kids. Like there's a million kids there to do that. You can kind of group and regroup with the kids and be like, okay, like this dynamic isn't working out so well over here. So like, let's like have half the kids over here and half the kids over here and some are in the pool and some are in the hot tub and some are at the beach and So you can really divide and conquer. And there's a lot going on, which sometimes can feel chaotic, but it also just lends to options and variety, which is really good for the kids. And it also lends to being able to just have fun with friends while your kids are kind of entertaining themselves, which I think can only get better with age, right? They're only going to become more and more independent. And our four-year-olds have all been taking, or most of them, almost all the kids we were with actually have been in swim lessons. And so most of them are swimming independently now. So there's like not, even the two-year-olds, it's crazy. So we take swim lessons at Swim Guru here in Seattle, which I cannot say enough good things about. And they do full immersion swimming, which is traumatic when you start it, especially for a child like mine who doesn't like unpredictable things and doesn't like trying new things and transitions can be hard. But having him be independent in the water on vacation is amazing. And he is just like a little fish. It's so fun for him. So it's been worth that commitment that we've made to swimming, even though it's felt a little challenging at times and a little exhausting at times because there's been a lot of crying and whining about having to take swimming lessons. But he's done really, really well. And he has a huge level of comfort in the water, which is a similar theme among many of the kids that we traveled with. So that was really great too. Again, like the kids are just getting more and more independent and we're just like, oh, like we can just kick back now. So that's really fun. There's one family that has a third child on the way. So they will be our first family with three children. So they're not quite to that kick and back phase yet, but they will get there. And every day that as this mom gets through her final pregnancy, every day she's a little bit closer to kicking back. So we, we talked about that on the trip as well. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school.
This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So what I want to share today is the eight lessons that we learned traveling with eight kids. And there's definitely some things that we've learned, and especially doing this now two years in a row, I feel like this year was better than last year because we had an idea of what to expect. And it's only going to keep getting better as we kind of fine tune this. Like we're already like, okay, what are we doing next year? Because this is a really fun way to do vacation. Now I will say when you get to the end, you don't feel like, oh, I just had such a relaxing vacation. Like I'm just ready to take on the world when I get home. You feel completely the opposite. So I'll be talking about that in just a minute. When you travel with five families, you spend a decent amount of time being overstimulated. I definitely had my moment. I'm trying to remember what night it was. I think it was the night that we made dinner. So there was one night that different families made dinners on different nights. And it was the night that we made dinner. And oh, so our big drama this year was that we had there was like flash floods in Kauai for about 18 hours while we were there. And one of the rooms in one of our villas got flooded, like dramatically flooded. Like the parents and the kid laid down for like a two hour nap and they woke up and literally like the entire bathroom and entire bedroom was, there was standing water in the entire room. And it was a rather large room and there was a lot of water. So that night, my husband and I were responsible for making dinner. So I'm making dinner and the owners of the place we were staying were so helpful and so accommodating. So they immediately got these people to come in and get the water out. But it involved putting in this like major vacuum system and then like six super high intensity fans. So we're making dinner. There's eight kids running around. There's 10 adults and there's a team of like three or four water people with these really loud vacuums going on. And it was like the volume it was more than I could handle. And I had a little bit of a fit. I'm not going to lie. And I, at one point yelled at one of the dads <laughs> because his child would not stop taking handfuls of shredded cheese and handfuls of guacamole out of the food I was trying to get ready to serve. And 
I had a little moment. And I think that like everyone kind of has their breaking points on these vacations. And this happens on any vacation. I think that where you just are like a little bit out of your routine, things get a little overstimulating. You have this moment, like you crack a little and then you pull it back in and you're like, okay, like the moment has passed. And like, I tell you, as soon as those vacuums went off, I was like, oh, okay, now I can exhale. It was just like too much volume at one time with eight little kids. So there was little moments like that, but there was also a lot of really fun moments. And the moments where you just find yourself laughing at the funniest things and enjoying things that you could never have anticipated enjoying in advance. And I think that that's kind of the miracle of motherhood that I constantly am thinking about is like, there's these little moments and you catch them and you're like, oh, this split second just made my day. And like, no one would ever understand it if you were to try to recreate it or explain it. But there's just these little moments where you catch yourself, like it's just this little piece of magic and it lasts for a split second. And you're just like, yes, like today was the best because of that. Even if the rest of the day was completely chaotic and not so awesome. So we definitely had a lot of moments like that as well. So, okay, the eight lessons that we learned traveling with eight kids, I'm going to just go through this list kind of in random order, but I'm going to start with the one that I think we all already probably know, snacks, all the time, everywhere. You would just never go anywhere without food. And I actually learned this when I recently took care of my friend's two kids overnight, and I talked about that in a recent episode. So that was a little slumber party that Vinny had a few weeks ago when we had a five-year-old and an eight-year-old here with us. And so having three kids for 24 hours, I learned that just to make the kids be quiet every once in a while, you just give them food. You don't even care if they're hungry. You just give them food sometimes so they'll be quiet. So that was definitely the case on this vacation. And I was laughing when we went to Costco. I went to Costco with one of the other moms and we bought so much food. And we actually went through almost all the food, which was pretty unbelievable. But it was like a ton of snack foods. And as we're buying things, I'm like, do you think we really need these amount of like chips and crackers and nuts and raisins and blah, blah, blah. But yes, you do, because you just constantly are feeding them just to like keep them sane and quiet, which keeps you sane and quiet-ish. So that was my first tip for traveling with lots of kids, food all the time. The second tip is eating in. So last year in Mexico, we ate out a fair bit more until people started getting sick. We ate out more and it's really hard to find a restaurant that accommodates 18 people easily and comfortably and makes it fun for people. So we learned pretty quickly that like it was not that great to eat out with that big of a party. And so it was just a lot easier to eat in. And the great thing about eating in is that we could do like kids dinner, have that be done. And then we could do adult dinner. And this year we did paper plates. Last year we did not. So this year we did paper plates so we could do quick cleanups, which was really great, really helpful. I know not so environmentally friendly, but when you are serving 18 people, you do what you can to keep your sanity. They were compostable plates, although I'm not sure why I actually composted them, but there's that. So we actually ended up eating in and we assigned dinners throughout the week. And then we kind of lunches and breakfasts were kind of more of a free for all because people were eating on different timelines. And it was kind of and everyone's kids has their own special needs, right? So like, a couple of our kids are like, would not touch a sandwich with a 10 foot pole. But then like at dinner wanted to totally eat the grown up food. And so you just like, we couldn't accommodate for all of that. So we were just like, here's a whole bunch of food from Costco. Here's what the planned dinners are. And then you could make other kid things for your kids as needed. My child learned about hot dogs on this trip. I think he had at least one hot dog per day, sometimes two. And turns out he's a big fan of the hot dogs. I did not know that. So it's funny when you learn those things. He also refused to touch shave ice. Like he was terrified of it. And then we finally got him to try it. And we were like, it's kind of like a popsicle. 
then when he finally tried it, he decided that he liked it. So these are the things that are valuable for vacation, right? Your child who's scared of shave ice might learn that he actually likes it. And your child who's just up to this point, never just expressed interest in hot dogs might fall in love with hot dogs. So there's all that, right? So we had our few meals that we ate in. We did go out to a luau one night. That was really fun. The dads all went fishing one day and caught fish. So we had fish for dinner one night. My husband and I did Taco Tuesday on Tuesday of the week that we were there. And that was pretty much, oh, one night the moms went out to dinner. So the dads cooked burgers. And then another night the dads went out to dinner and the moms cooked burgers. So that was really fun. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. So we definitely found with this trip that eating in was easier than eating out. So depending on the size of your group when you travel, these are important considerations. The only time that we ate out as a really large group was at the luau. And that because that setting is really designed for large groups, it was totally fun and totally manageable. But we did not do a large group eating out outside of that. And I'm glad after trying to manage it all last year. Okay, the next one. Number three, every child will have their moment to shine. So by shine, I mean, every child will have their moment when they are the cutest, most hilarious, most adorable thing ever. And every child will completely melt down and lose their mind at some point in the trip. And so this happened. I mean, some kids, these moments happened to multiple times a day. So there's definitely a lot of time and space for things to get really, really fun and exciting. And there's also a lot of time and space for things to just be like overstimulating and exhausting. And so every child will have their moment. And I think that initially in the trip, and maybe this felt this a little bit last year too, where you're like, oh, I don't want my child to be like the one who's screaming the whole week or whatever. You know what? Every child screams at some point during the week. Every child has their day where they're just like a terror. Every child just, there's just this breaking point that everyone has. And some of us had it as adults. Like I say, like I totally had it the night that I was making dinner and the vacuums were going and the fans were going and there's people and kids everywhere. Like you just have these moments of overstimulation and exhaustion and place time when you can't escape and it catches up to you. And kids are on a little bit of an adjusted sleep schedule because of the time change and there's nowhere to get away. And so that can catch up to them. So I think that it's comforting to know that it will happen to every child at some point during the trip, because then when it happens to your kid, you're just like, oh, this is what we're doing right now. Okay. Like right now it's our turn. (laughs) Tomorrow it'll be someone else's turn because it definitely did. You know, every child did have their moment or their thing where they just couldn't manage themselves and maybe their parents couldn't manage them or whatever the case may be. But we all saw each other's true colors and the kids all saw each other's true colors at some point. And so it's actually kind of interesting that I find that comforting from a developmental standpoint, because when you see that happening with other kids, you're like, oh, my kid is normal. Like it's normal that my kid loses it sometimes because especially having an only child, I think it's easy to sometimes think like, wow, do other people go through this? Is something wrong with my child? Am I raising them wrong? Like, what is this behavior? And then when you are in this, you know, week long journey with all these other families, you see like, no, it's not my, just my kid. Like every kid has their super quirky, weird habits that no one can explain and that no one can break them of these habits either. And all these kids have their moments where they're like amazing and awesome and totally blow you away. And they all have moments that are completely the opposite of that. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. 
So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. Number four, schedule kid-free time. So I just alluded to this back in number two with eating in. So we scheduled kid-free time. So the moms all got, we went out for mom's night one night and then the dads all went out for dad's night one night. So we each got an evening. And then also the dads did a fishing trip one day. So they got a half day away. And then the moms did, we went to, because we're smarter, I think. We went and rented a cabana at the Sheridan down the street and had a cabana by the pool overlooking the water for half a day. So that was really, really fun. So we divided our time that way. So you could also do it. We did not do this, but you could definitely also do it where you like trade date nights where like every couple could have a date night throughout the week. So we divided it more based on like moms and dads versus couples, but you could certainly divide it up by couples too and have downtime that way. And I think the great thing about that is that it's time for you to just be with adults. You're not around the chaos. And it's just really fun. It's like, that's when you were like, oh, this actually is vacation. So that's super, super fun. And it's funny, you know, we were in Hawaii where the time change, it's a two hour time difference. So like our kids were up. I mean, Vinny was up a couple mornings at like 
I think the first morning he woke up at 4.30 in the morning because that's 6.30 Seattle time. And so these kids were up super early. So it was like not a problem to be in the water at the pool by like 8.15. I mean, that was actually like making them wait a while. Um, So you have kind of long days with a time change like that. So it was really nice. And also we would laugh like the first morning we were at the beach and I was like, Oh my gosh, you guys, it has to be close to lunchtime. And someone checked their watch. It was nine 45. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like This is the longest day ever. Like, not that I'm not enjoying it, but how is it only nine 45? Like it feels like it should be like at least one o'clock. So when you have those long days like that and time is moving kind of slow, just because you're not in a routine that you're used to, it's really nice to have that away time to, actually feel like you're getting some like recharging out of the whole thing. And interestingly, the time when you're away from the children, your recharge time, it goes way faster. You're like, oh, hmm, funny how like two hours at the beach felt like four, but four hours with the moms felt like an hour and a half. So time is just all sorts of funky, but it's really, really good to get away. And I thought it was really important and really great that we were able to do that. And it worked out really well this year. Last year, we did all parents went out and we had babysitters come in. And that I was like super uncomfortable with that. Like I have a child who doesn't do well with new caretakers. And so that was very stressful to me. Half of us were still sick, but we were trying to like put on our game faces to go out to dinner. So that just did not work out well for us. So this year we just decided instead of doing a big group outing and having unfamiliar babysitters, let's instead, let's just do trades. And that worked much better for us. And it was super fun. We also had downtime after the kids went to bed because of the time change again, like the kids went to bed fairly early. So then we could also have time after the kids went to bed to all hang out. So that was nice as well. So next, schedule downtime every day. So I talked about every child having their moment to shine. So every child has their moment to shine and their moment to completely melt down. So schedule downtime for the kids every day. And you know, we do this on when vacation just among the three of us as well. Vinny still naps a lot of the time. So it makes it super easy. And and I think he thinks everyone in the world naps. I'm just going to let him believe that forever. And so we don't have to do a lot of negotiating around nap time. And so, especially with a beach vacation, like these kids have been, most days they had been to the beach and to the pool for hours before lunch. And so like doing naps was pretty easy. At least for Vinny, it was pretty easy for him to go to sleep. And having that away time and some destimulation time was really, really helpful. And even the kids that didn't nap anymore, because some of these kids, I mean, they're like four and a half. Some of them haven't been napping for a while. But even the kids that didn't nap still had quiet time. So that might have been just like going and reading books for a while or watching a show on the iPad or whatever, just like some like time for decompression. So that was really, really helpful. And I will say we learned our lesson on the night of the luau. So we decided on the day of the luau, we decided that we were going to drive across the island to one of the beaches on the north end. So if you are familiar with Kauai, we went up to Anini Beach, which was really great. And But because of the timing of the luau, we were like, okay, we're going to put the kids in the car a little bit before lunchtime. We'll stop and get lunch on our way to Anini. We'll spend the afternoon at the beach. And then we'll go straight from Anini Beach to the luau, which means these kids are not going to nap. Or if they do nap, they're going to nap for like 20 minutes in the car. Well, most of the kids never fell asleep in the car. And as a result... Kids did really well through the luau, through the dinner portion, but (laughs) there was a show after the luau and kids just were kind of falling apart. And so two of the eight children made it through the show part of the luau, which was really cool. Vinny was one of the two who made it through, but the other kids were just exhausted and tired and like begging to go to sleep or just crying. Some of them were just having like meltdowns. And so lesson learned on like, don't put all your like top activities or your most adventurous activities all in one day because they they can't handle it. So break up that stuff as much as you can. We definitely learned that like 
that probably wasn't the best combination. It's what worked out logistically. It made sense. But in terms of like nap time and downtime, it didn't make sense. So if you can get the kids to have some quiet time and some space, that is highly desirable and just having that space from other kids. And so then on the days that we did that, like the kids had really great afternoons and evenings and they were like back in the pool or back to the beach and able to have fun and play. And they had a couple really hilarious and amazing dance parties. (laughs) So that refresh and recharge time is super, super important. So number six is know that there will be more treats and more screens and be prepared for the fallout when you return. So we had more treats for sure. We had more sugar. We had more screen time. It was just this definitely like the rules were a little more relaxed than when we're at home. And I felt like this is vacation. I am not here to like monitor all this. And if my kid wants to like live on crackers and shave ice all week. I'm fine with that because he's obsessed with crackers. He was not so obsessed with the shave ice though, as I mentioned. So that wasn't as big of an issue, but we definitely had some times where it was just like, yeah, sure. Like they can have the sugar and who cares. And it was also definitely like, yes, please watch some more shows. Like before dinner, when we're all trying to get things ready for dinner, like just watch some shows. And when you want to get up at four 30 in the morning, like watch some shows, here's the iPad, take it somewhere. And I don't need to hear from you for a while. So the fallout from that was coming home and Vinny was just like, oh, can I have a show? And can I have another show? And can I have another show? And I was like, whoa, dude, like we are not all shows all the time now. So we definitely had a little bit of a conversation and the conversation was me talking and him screaming, but we had some conversation about that when we got home. We got home really late on Saturday night and on Sunday, it was just this immediate like, I want this show and I want that show and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, 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 no. And so we had to kind of work our way through that. Um, And now it was like over and done with within that one day, it was fine. So I would just say that like, make it really clear when you're doing things. And Vinny and I have this thing already when we're doing things that I don't want him to think are going to be a habit. I tell him, I'm like, we're not going to do this all the time. This is just a special treat for blah, blah, blah. And so he'll say this note to me, I'll go, mom, can I have a chocolate chip? Because we're not going to do this every time. This is just a special treat. And so he knows that if I say that, he knows not to expect it every time. So I did a good job with that with some treats on vacation, but I didn't do a good job of that with screen time. So anytime, especially with a child like mine who really does a lot better with knowing the expectations. Like next time I would definitely say to him, okay, we're going to watch more shows on vacation, but when we get back home, we're going to go back to like, you actually can play with your toys, which he totally saw as punishment on Sunday. So having those conversations in advance and just kind of letting the kids know that like, this is vacation. The rules are a little different. Number seven, know that you will need a vacation from your vacation. So plan a buffer day and preferably a day when you don't have children at your feet. So one of the dads actually took Monday off. So we all got, most of us got home late Saturday night. One family took a red eye on Saturday night and got home early Sunday morning. Sunday was like, it didn't feel like a recovery from vacation day because there was just like, it was a lot of stuff going on and like unpacking and laundry and Vinny wasn't in a great mood. None of us were in a great mood. So I started getting sick Sunday night. And I was like, you know what? Like Monday is going to be my buffer day. Monday is going to just be like, do what I need to do and then chill out as much as I need to. And just like do like little things, but like, I'm not jumping 100% back into work on Monday because I just need a minute to catch my breath. And also because I'm leaving for Asia on Wednesday night. And so I need to just like kind of do what I need to do to get by right now. This is not going to be like the most productive work week of my life. And so I gave myself that, I kind of forgave myself 
and gave myself some flexibility there from the get-go. One of the dads took Monday off so that he had that time. Like if you can create a little bit of a buffer for yourself, that is so ideal. I know for a lot of families, if you have like kids at home and childcare in the house, that sometimes going to work is like the best buffer you're going to get. So go to work and don't plan a lot of meetings or don't plan a lot of high stress things. But planning that buffer is really, really helpful. Even if it's just like a half day buffer, I think anytime you can plan for that is really helpful. And we actually learned this a while ago, like for a while did vacations that were all Friday to Friday so that you could come home and have that weekend in between. Sometimes it's not that relaxing to be home for a weekend and have your child right there or your children right there. So you have to kind of gauge what is best for you, but gauge it in a way so that like plan for a little bit of buffer time when you get back. Like we never come home late Sunday night and just hit a work week on Monday. That's just not how we travel. Because I think for me, it really puts a damper on the end of the trip. I start to get a lot of anxiety on the last couple days of my trips and my vacations, thinking of like, what do I need to do when I get back? What have I missed out on? Where am I going to need to catch up? So to know that I have to come back and jump into something is really stressful for me. So I don't do that because it really impacts my vacation and my ability to relax. So I'm really careful about how I manage that time and how I manage those transitions. And then number eight, the eighth lesson learned traveling with eight kids is nothing is as great as it seems and nothing is as bad as it seems. So you go into these kinds of things like counting down the days. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. This time next week, we're going to be in Hawaii. It's going to be amazing. And then you get there and there's a lot of screaming kids and there's a lot of chaos and you're like, hmm, this isn't quite what I was planning on. So it's not as great as you maybe think it would be. But then also like nothing is as bad as it seems. There's also moments where you're there and you're like, holy cow, my child's having this horrible meltdown in front of all these people. And when is it going to end? Or we had this 18 hour like flash flood situation where we like could barely leave the indoors. We're like, what if this lasts for days? And according to our iPhone weather apps, it was going to last for days. So we were kind of panicking, like how many days can we keep these children contained indoors in this flood situation? But you know what? It ended up only being 18 hours. We actually went out and went swimming during the flash floods. We got in the pool. There wasn't lightning, so it was safe. So we were out in the pool in the hot tub and it was actually really fun. So nothing is as great as it seems and nothing is as bad as it seems. And I think that the great lesson is like you don't know when the little magic moments are going to happen. So you just have to constantly be ready for them because there's going to be so many little moments that you can't expect in advance. You can't anticipate and they happen and they're so fun. And those are the things that really like fuel the trip for you and really create memories. And I found myself like every time I'd set my phone, I'd say like, I'm just gonna leave my phone in the house for right now. I'm not gonna take it outside with me. And then that's when something really awesome would happen. There'd be this really cute or hilarious interaction with the kids where I'd be like, oh, I just wanna capture this on video. So you just never know where those magical moments are going to be. And when you anticipate them in advance, it's like you don't do it justice. Like the magic is never gonna happen where you think it's gonna be. You kind of set yourself up for disappointment, I think, when you were like, the best part of vacation is going to be sitting on the beach while all eight children get along. The parents just sit there with their cocktails. Like that moment never happened. There was never a moment when all of us sat down at one time and that eight children entertained themselves. But there was other moments that were really fun, really amazing. And where we really got where it was like, this is the magic of this vacation. I'll share probably one of my favorite moments was the dads on the night that the moms went out, which the mom's night out was one of my favorite moments there. But within that night out, the dads <laughs> sent us a video of the dance party they were having to Tchaikovsky. And it's the Russian dance and the Nutcracker. And so 
this video of these seven kids because one of them was passed out asleep on the couch. So seven kids having a dance party while one is sleeping in the middle of the dance party. And it is so funny. And it's so random to me that it's in the middle of this song from the Nutcracker, or it's taking place around the song from the Nutcracker. But that's one of the family's like dance party songs every night. So, <laughs> this, so one of the families, this is what they dance to in their house every night. These are very cultured children. And so it was so funny to see these kids dancing and jumping and like dancing with each other. And they were just like the best of the best of four-year-olds and two-year-olds. And that's something like we could have never gone into that trip. Like, hey guys, like let's definitely plan a dance party. You just don't plan for those things. Like these are just the moments that happen. So we have this amazing video of this happening. And one of the kids is sleeping. One of the kids is screaming in the background. One of the youngest kids is in the middle of the coffee table, like rocking the dance party, leading the whole thing. It's so funny. The whole thing is just hilarious. And I've watched the video a million times now. So Nothing is as great as it seems and nothing is as bad as it seems. Overall, though, we love traveling with other families. So I can't say enough great things about these opportunities to get together with other families and take these trips. And you might, you know, doing a week with five other or four other families is a big commitment. And so you might want to start a little smaller, maybe with like three days with one or two families and make sure that there's people that you actually like travel well with and get along well with. We have a family that we camp with every summer. Like we know what our habits are. It works really well. We have a couple of families that we'll do like long weekends with. We have this group now that we do these winter vacations with. So we kind of have it over time. We've kind of dialed that in, but that's not to say that it's always going to be perfect. And I've definitely heard horror stories. We've never experienced this, but we have heard stories of like families going on vacation together and just realizing like in the middle of this so-called vacation that they have totally different habits and totally different parenting styles. And it's just not that fun for anyone. Like they just don't mesh well. So you have to put a little time and thought and consideration into that. But this is definitely, I think that it's a really fun and significant family tradition. And especially for a family like ours with just one kid, I want my child to have these really big bonding experiences with other families. And where this is like, these are the things that he really, really remembers because he's probably not going to have, you know, family vacations with large extended family regularly. That might happen here and there every few years, but it's not going to happen super regularly. So I love that we can rely on these vacations with other families as a focal point of his vacation experience growing up. And I think that'll be really, really significant to him and something that I would have loved to have had as a child. Um, I didn't get to do a lot of vacations or many vacations at all growing up. And so like my vacation was going to visit my grandma and my cousins once a year, which I'm so grateful for that time, but it was, that was all we could do. And that was all my mom could do. So having other vacations that are a little bit bigger than that and on a little bit of a different scale is really significant to us and to my family and to what we want to provide for Vinny's. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope this was helpful. If you have any great vacation tips, let me know. I will also make sure to be posting this on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. So you can go to the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram and comment below the post if you have any tips or stories from traveling with large groups of children. I would love to hear. The last thing I have to share is that the show art for this episode, the picture that goes with this episode, was intended to be a lovely photo of eight children. And the one time we tried to get a picture with all eight kids, none of them, half of them weren't facing the camera, half of them were trying to run away, 
And then one of the kids punched another kid. So the photo of eight kids never happened. So instead, (laughs) you get a photo of 10 parents because we are much more predictable and much more friendly and much more able to stand still for a split second. So the show art that goes with this episode is the 10 parents from this vacation. And I would dedicate this episode to my 10 rock star friends or my nine rock star friends, I won't count myself in there, who made this trip so fun and so fabulous. And we are just so grateful to have you in our lives. So thank you, thank you, thank you to these parents who have become such good friends of ours. We are very grateful to have you in our lives. So if you want to see the picture of the 10 parents who manage the eight children on this week-long vacation, you can go over to shamelessmom.com and you will see that picture over at episode 109. If you'd like to continue the conversation about traveling with large groups of children, go over to our social media channels on Instagram and Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy, and you can tell me your stories of traveling with kids under the post from this episode. I would love to hear from you. So again, Instagram or Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy, and know that we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, so you can find me back here in just a couple days. I look forward to connecting with you there, and I look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode in just a couple days. So until then... Please make sure no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.